You are listening to a message from Victory. We hope it inspires you to honor God and make disciples in your community. Today, uh, we'll be talking about the topic of missions because it's our way of reminding ourselves of who we are and what we do. We're called every nation. So every nation is who we are. And that's the reason why we're doing missions because that's what we do. We go to every nation. We have to be reminded that our ministry was birthed through missions and will continually grow through missions. And this afternoon, yung passage po natin will be on Isaiah. Kasi nung first half of the year, we already talked uh, about the first half kasi it, it's a year long of series about the the book of Isaiah and then this other half starts today nung last may po yung trustworthy series i don't know kung naalala niyo pa po yun pero ngayon we're continuing on that book so now the topic is missions come to think of it it is easy to question, di ba? Bakit kailangan nang pag-usapan yung world missions? Eh, yung Pilipinas pa lang eh. Tayo pa lang, we already have a lot of problems to think about. Tapos, i-concern pa natin yung sarili natin sa ibang bansa. Well, that's a fair question. But let me submit to you that the reason why we're doing missions, it's because it's our response to God's larger mission. It's not because we wanted it. It's part of God's larger mission in the world. We don't, have, we don't do mission because it's in the Bible. It's the other way around. We have a Bible because God is on a mission and He's doing that mission today. So let's now read what the Bible says about it. Let's read Isaiah chapter 49, verse 5 to 7. Verse 5, And now the Lord says, He who formed me from the womb to be His servant, to bring Jacob back to him, and that Israel might be gathered to him. For I am honored in his eyes, or in the eyes of the Lord, and my God has become my strength. Verse 6, It is too light a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to bring back the preserves of Israel. I will make you as the light to the nations that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. Verse 7, thus says the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel and His Holy One, to one deeply despised, abhorred by the nation, the servant of rulers, kings shall see and arise, princes, and they shall prostrate themselves because of the Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel, who has chosen you. Let's pray. Father, we commit to you this time. Thank you because, Lord, your word will be planted in our hearts. And God, we know that this word will transform us. This word will broaden, Lord, our perspective in what you're doing in the nations of the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So now, each book of the Bible will tell us about who our God is. So pag tinignan po natin yung book of Isaiah, it talks about the sovereign king of creation. But not only that, he is also a sovereign servant. So that's the key word. Hindi lang po siya sovereign, but he's a sovereign king servant. So Israel, uh, Isaiah introduces the servant to the Israel. So through the four servant songs, yung binasa po nating passage kanina, part siya nung second servant song that uh, explains about this servant. So we have to understand na revolutionary po yun during that time kasi 
nung panahon po na yun, yung mga kings ng Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, they were all craving for power. And God promised to Israel that the Lord will deliver them from all of this power. So they're looking and waiting for a Messiah to come. And then, the Messiah was described as a servant. Diba? Sino ba naman may isip? Ini-imagine nila nun. It's a uh, powerful ruler, but a servant, of course, that's unexpected. Of course, that's unheard and probably unwanted. But the point that Isaiah was making is in his book was that even in the midst of the great suffering, God had not forgotten His covenant to them. In fact, His promise will be fulfilled through the servant of the Lord that He's sending to them. And this servant now symbolizes the hope even in the dark ages of Israel. So this coming servant is the assurance that the suffering that they're facing is not the final reality. The final reality is that God is faithful and that God will fulfill His promise to them. So this is not yet my message, but I feel like this is a word for some of you here because you are in a situation where you're suffering, you're thinking, Lord, what am I experiencing? What am I experiencing this? I tell you, the word of God for you is that that's not your final reality because the reality is that God will heal you. The reality is that God will save you. The reality is that God will fulfill whatever He has promised to you. Okay? So now, let's move on to the text. Who is this servant that Isaiah was talking about? In the original hearers, medyo nakakonfusion kasi yung Israel, pwede siyang ginamit na singular, tapos ginamit din siyang plural. So, but largely, uh, the, the, the servant here, they referred it to the nation of Israel. But when you look at the four servant songs, they describe yung servant, the servant is perfect. The servant is righteous. The servant is blameless, which exactly we know, not Israel. Because they're under judgment during that time. As a matter of fact, they're disobedient because of their rebellion, because of their sin. They're coming against or they're even accusing God to where they are. So therefore, Israel is not the servant. So it's not clear until Jesus came and he fulfilled everything that was that has been prophesied in the book of Isaiah. So you can see that in the gospel writers, most of the gospel would quote Isaiah and would refer to Jesus. You can see that in the Bible. So actually in Isaiah 53, pag binasa mo yon, dinescribe dun yung yun yung fourth ano yun, final servant song. Dinescribe dun yung ministry at yung suffering ng servant na dadating which exactly describes how Jesus died on the cross. So therefore, in the New Testament, it's very obvious, it's very clear that the servant is Jesus. So Jesus is the servant who will restore Israel and will fulfill the covenant God has made to them. The question now is, what's the mission of the servant? It's very clear also in verse 5 and 6. The mission is to restore Israel and to bring salvation to all the nations. So therefore, the servant, the Messiah, or the king did not only concern himself about the national or domestic issues of Israel, but he has a mission and the mission is global. So his saving power is not limited to Israel, but his saving power is available 
to the whole world, meaning He's the Savior of the world. In fact, magtiningnan mo yung verse 1 ng chapter 49, He was commanding all nations to listen. Verse 1, sabi niya ron, Listen to me, you, you islands, hear this, you distant nations. He was calling not only Israel, but all the nations of the world. And He said, it, it is too light a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and bring back the preserve of Israel. I will make you as a light to the nations that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. So what Isaiah was saying here is that it's too light or too small to limit the scope of God's power and mission in only one nation. The issue wasn't simply just to resolve the issue of Israel, tas maset free lang sila, hindi yon. The point here is that God's rule, God's power, God's mission is global and universal. So this sovereign king will use all his power to drive out all nations to his salvation. Sabi niya ron, raise up, sabi niya, diba? to raise up the Israel, meaning to cause, to arise, or to bring from lowly place to establish. And to bring back the preserve of Israel. Bring back means to restore. Imagine, kung ikaw yung Israel or Israelites, you are in a crisis and the Lord is saying to you that you will be restored. You will be established. So, parang, wow, that's so much hope. And I think that's also the message of God for each and every single one of us here. I want you to know, God is saying to you that whatever, wherever you are right now, the Lord can restore, the Lord can reestablish, the Lord can bring back, meaning the Lord is able to establish and restore whatever He has promised to you. Whatever situation you're facing, the Lord is able to do that. So now, for us, if, as we see, God is able to change even our situation. And we can see in that verse, yung intent talaga ni God, kaya niya sinisave yung Israel, so that Israel will be a light to the nations. But we can also see that Israel, instead of obeying, they accuse God because of their exile. So in short, they failed in their mission to be the light for the nation. Kumbaga, naging narrow-minded sila, naging masyadong domestic lang yung concern nila, iniisip lang nila yung nation ng Israel. So instead of serving as a witness of God, they bow down to the foreign idols in their nation. Instead of being the light to the nations, they were overcame by the darkness and became, you know, an idol idolaters and they worship those gods around them. Israel therefore failed in their mission. But did God stop in His mission? Definitely no. We can see that being a blessing to the nations, a light for the nation, and reaching the nation has always been God's mission and it's in His heart. That's why God is determined to accomplish His mission and plan whatever happens. So there's no crisis that can stop God from fulfilling His mission. You know, He will move heaven and earth just to fulfill His mission. I tell you, God can meet our needs, He can deliver the nation, and He can even save the world. In fact, during crisis time, that's the most where the light of God shines more than ever. Because during that time, things are being shaken and we know that the unshakable will remain. 
You know, I understand we are now in a crisis. You know, we are in a, an hour of a, great, a greater need, or should I say greatest need of this time. But we can see also in the Bible, one of the central messages of the Bible for Christian faith is that when we seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, even in the time of need, then everything else will be added unto us. So we believe, we have to believe that as we give ourselves to the things of God, our God is big enough to meet our needs and fulfill His purpose in us and through us. So I want all of us to know that missions is not just a project that we do as a church. It is in the very heart of God. It is the covenant that God has wanted and would wanted to fulfill in and through us. So if you sow to the nations in our time of need, He Himself will meet all our needs and will bless us so that we can be a blessing to the nations. So in the New Testament, we can see that Jesus Himself received that mission and accomplished that mission and eventually turned it to be the mission of the church. He chose the church to fulfill that mission. What is this mission? Jesus said, John 8 verse 12, I am the light of this world. And then, just before he was nailed on the cross and crucified for our sins, he prayed for his disciples. Sabi niya sa John 17, 18, Lord, as Father, as you have sent me into this world, sabi niya nga, my mission has been accomplished. But as you have sent me into the world, now I'm sending them. He was talking about the disciples into the world. And then he died on the cross. But after resurrection, John 20, verse 21, Jesus said, in his first few words to his disciples, peace be with you. And as the Father has sent me, so I'm sending you. So again, God is sending, Jesus is sending his disciples for what? Matthew 5, verse, uh, chapter 5, verse 14. You are the light of the world. Sabi niya, a tower built on a hill cannot be hidden, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So therefore, Jesus has already commissioned the church to continue the mission. How? By being the light to the world. So now, in victory, how do we become the light to the nations? Tatlong bagay lang naman yan. We become light to the nations first through prayer, Second, by giving. And third, by going. So now, how? Prayer. Prayer is very, very important. We believe that when we pray, God can open doors that no one can shut. And we believe that God will open doors that not even us cannot open. Only God can do. Uh, in one of the nations, I remember the story of Nadir. Uh, he lived in one of the most restricted nations, Muslim nations in the world. Kaya tayo, we can't even go to that nation. What we can only do is just to pray, Lord, open this nation. Lord, open this nation. So we're praying, but no one can go. So what we do is just cover that in prayer. But Nadir grew up in that nation. He was a Shia Muslim. Uh, since six years old, he's, he's been praying uh, Quran five times every single day. That's how religious he was. And he even studied an Islamic law in one of the universities, but because of the revolution, hindi niya natapos yung course niya and turned out naging businessman siya. So this businessman now married to a Filipina and then he converted this Filipina to become a Muslim. 
So now, they started doing business and then they moved to the Philippines uh, for business. Now, in one of his uh, appointment in Manila, business appointment, very interesting. So while waiting for his appointment, waiting there, nakita niya, of course, nakasuot siya, di ba? Tapos nakita niya yung isang tao doon, tingin na tingin sa kanya. So, syempre sabi niya, anong pa problema nito? Tinitingnan niya. So, hinuli niya nung pagtingin niya, tapos tumingin sa kanya. So, nagkatinginan sila. Tapos, sabi sa kanya nung lalaki, ito si June, one of our victory group leaders in Victory Ortigas. Tinawag siya. So, out of respect, dahil si June medyo older in age, so, lumapit siya. Tapos, tinanong siya ni June. Sabi niya, are you a foreigner? Sabi niya, yes. Nasyak siya sa sumunod na tanong. Sabi niya, do you read Bible? So, obviously, he looks Muslim, so he got offended, but sabi niya, no, and then June just got the Bible, opened it, sabi niya, read the Bible. So, tinitingnan niya yung mga ibang tao doon, dahil feeling niya, baka sabi nila, hindi ako marunong magbasa ng English, so binasa niya. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, sabi rin, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Ito sabi ni Nadir, nung binasa daw niya yung word na God, there's something in his stomach na it was like a blast na parang may feeling siya na parang may something na uncomfortable. And then so he started, sabi ni June, keep reading, so binabasa niya, dere-derecho. And then June started explaining the creation story, started explaining the history, and then eventually started explaining how God loved the world and that He sent Jesus. So nung napunta na kay Jesus part, sinabi ni Nadir, no, I cannot take this anymore. I'm overwhelmed with what he's explaining about love. So he stood up before pa siya maiyak. Tumayo na siya, tapos he left. Pag uwi niya sa bahay, sabi niya, no, I have to forget. He's trying to forget everything. So, but he can't. So the following day, may another business uh, appointment na naman siya. So pag travel niya sa EDSA, nagda-drive siya, naalala niya yung nangyari kahapon. So nung naalala niya yung nangyari kahapon sa appointment uh, with June, Actually, hindi yun yung appointment niya, pero yun yung nag-show up. So, he started crying again. Sabi niya, Lord, what's happening here? Uh, Lord, hindi pa pala siya uh, Christian. No? Sabi niya lang, what's happening here? So, he started crying. And then, sabi niya, meron yatang spell na nilagay sa akin si June. So, what he did? So, he turned the car back. So, nung pabalik na siya, sabi niya, I need to see... I see him again. So, pumunta siya, diretso sa office. Pagdating niya sa office ni June, he got the Bible, bring it home, and he started reading the Bible day and night. And then, in few weeks of reading the Bible, actually, nung second week pa lang, he felt not continuing his smoking. Imagine, 20 years siya nag-smoke, pero give up niya in a split of a second just because of his habit of reading the Bible. And then, in two months, natapos niya po yung Bible, the entire Bible, because of his desire to know more about the Bible and Jesus. And sabi nga nung wife niya, parang hindi niya alam kung crazy na ba tong asawa niya. And then that, uh, that time span, Nadir became part of June's victory group. And in two months' time, he was baptized. So that whole year, started sharing the gospel to his family. And then a year, the whole family now got, uh, got saved. After that, June and his family went back to that nation. The most, one of the most restricted nations in the world. Pagbalik niya doon, uh, he started sharing the gospel with his extended family. In three months' time, four of his family members again accepted Christ. And then today, 
there's 10 more brothers and sisters, second generation, third generation, accepted Jesus Christ. And what's amazing is that we have every nation, churches, in five different cities in that most restricted nation. That's the, how powerful prayer is. Secondly, we become light to the nations not only when we pray, but when we give. I remember we were always encouraged every peso that you give to the nation is a seed. Uh, every peso that you give to the mission is a seed to the nations of the world. And so it's not about how much, but it's the heart to be involved in giving. So we started giving, and today we have 186 Filipino missionaries in the world in 40 nations. Praise God for that. And this year, we know what had happened last year because of COVID. We had some financial setbacks. So missions is operating on its negative budget. But our commitment is we will continually send missionaries because this is the heart of God. And so just this year, first half of the year, we have sent 16 missionaries to eight nations. And these eight nations, dalawa pudon bagong bansa. We have started a work in Lebanon and we have started a work in Panama. And we're looking for 26 more to be sent out towards the end of this year. A total of 42 missionaries to be sent out just for this year. Praise God for that opportunity. And last but not the least, not only by praying, not only by giving, but we can be a light to the nations when we go. We have an opportunity to go through 10 days program. But now, dahil hindi tayo makatravel, so we have shifted that online. If you are interested, then you can contact your missions coordinator how to be involved with that. But some of you here, I believe, are called really to be a long-term missionaries like Lito and Danny are missionaries in Afghanistan. While they were there in Afghanistan, they met this guy, Abdul. Abdul grew up, of course, as a Muslim in Afghanistan. And in the university, dun yun na feel na parang yung God niya is not a real God. She so started searching for truth until he met our missionaries, Lito and Danny. Nakita niya na ibang-iba tong dalawa na to. They are Christians, but they're different. Very generous, very loving. He never felt that love even in his family. So he got curious, he asked questions, and then from there, Danny started uh, sowing the seed of the Word of God in his life. As a matter of fact, binigyan siya ng Bible. As he read this Bible secretly, and then eventually, he surrendered his life to Christ. And Danny secretly did one-to-one -one with him until he got discipled. Actually, six years ago, he's here in the Philippines, in the School of World Missions. Maybe some of you na meet you siya. So Abdul, after graduation, being trained in the School of World Missions, we sent him back to Kabul, Afghanistan. So he worked in a high school. He taught in that school and started sharing about Jesus and his students, start giving away Bibles, started sharing in his family and relatives, which endangered his life and his family's life. And so they were uh, secretly kicked out. Okay? They secretly moved out from Afghanistan because of the sensitivity of what they do. And so they were hosted in another Muslim nation. While we are planning and helping him how to go back in Afghanistan, unfortunately, we know what had happened this year. Afghanistan fell into the hands of Taliban. So that makes things more complicated. So, But please, keep him in your prayers. 
what he's doing now, he's reaching out to Afghan people in that Muslim nation. Yung mga refugee. But not only that, his family is still back in Kabul. Yung kapatid niya, yung brother niya, is still being haunted by Taliban. So please, cover them in your prayer. I tell you, that's the impact that we can do when we go together, just like as I end. In Matthew chapter 5, I want to read that again. Verse 14, sabi niya ron, You are the light of the world, a town built on a hill, cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it at a stand and gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your shine light before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And so, we become light to the nations when we pray, give, and go. And yes, I know the Philippines is in crisis, but I tell you, it's not only the Philippines, it's the whole world. We are all going through the crisis and even this pandemic has taken longer than it's expected. But I'm sure it will end soon. Amen? Do you believe that? It will end soon. But the reality is that there's a bigger global crisis that won't go away. That is the spiritual darkness. And there's only one way to remove that darkness. That is to bring the light to the nations. You know, I remember... April this year, when my father-in-law contracted COVID. It was a month long of battle for his life. Our family, you know, we've been praying. Every time we hear a news from, uh, from the hospital, it's so discouraging. Your dad is like this. The oxygen is like this. We were so discouraged. But after that, we will pray, Lord, heal him, Lord. We are claiming that he will be healed and we will cry. And then the Lord will give us a word and we'll be encouraged. And then the following day, another update. Sasabihin na naman sa amin, but his oxygen drop, baka ma-intubate siya. So it's so hard for us as a family. But we are praying, Lord, Lord, what will happen? But the Lord would always assure us and will give us peace. And praise God, after a month long of battle, my father-in-law is now out of the hospital, recovering fully from COVID. But one in one of our conversations, pag-usapan namin ni Shena, grabe no, Kristiyano tayo, pastor pa ako, pero yung roller coaster of emotion, you got discouraged, there's fear of losing a loved one, there's this discouragement, and then, alam mo halo-halong emotion, but every time we will feel that, there's Jesus who will give us a word that we can hold on to. There's Jesus who can give us peace and hope. And then from there, sabi ko, we're blessed. But what about those people who doesn't know Jesus? What about those nations that doesn't have, you know, Jesus in their life? Where can they get hope? Where can they hold on to? Where can they have peace? And that's the reason why I tell you the world needs the light more than ever. Jesus is the light of the world and we reflect that light to the world by taking the gospel to the nations and we can Bring this gospel to the nations by praying, by giving, and by going. Let's pray. Father, Father, we thank you, God, for, for giving us the privilege to be part of what you're doing in these nations. Yes, we are in turmoil, God. We are suffering in this season, but we are grateful because we have you. You can bring security 
You can bring hope. You can bring peace in our lives. But Father, what about those nations? What about those people who doesn't know Jesus? Father, I pray that use us. Here we are, God, we're saying, here we are, use us to be the light and the salt of this world. So Father, we know that this is possible not because of our own strength and wisdom. It's all by your grace and your faithfulness in our life. So we thank you and we honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.